Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. So, as this summer's been happening, you know, I had that little month off, not off, but you know, you know how things go, and I got to the 76 four-parter because I missed the bicentennial 40th anniversary by like a month. So I'm kind of a month behind on everything right now, but we're playing a little catch-up here. So I didn't want to let this one go because I've had this idea for a while and I kind of flipped the idea here. I think I'm going to post this one on Saturday night. And joining me on this particular two-parter, which he has no idea what we're going to do in advance. It's a surprise. Yes. So welcome, Logan. Hey, everybody. Back to the show. What's going on, Joey? Practically a, a, a co-host at this point. You know, Pretty it's much. Like, but yeah. I'm having a nameplate made. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're working on it. So it's chipping awesome. away right now. But uh, I didn't want to let this one go, because on August 1st of this year, it was the... You know, you got any, yeah, any, I'll keep going, August 1st. 35th anniversary of 35th. the first day of music television oh right so we let that one go yeah. a few uh, we're a few weeks late on that one but uh i had you know i was gonna do the just generic uh what's your favorite videos thing and uh we'll, we'll do that right. later yeah. we're not doing that one tonight i'm gonna make this one a lot more personable for me here oh. and as the wheels start turning logan you're gonna know where i'm getting at here okay so as guys like us especially you know we would watch mtv pretty much all day if we had it yeah during the 80s i actually didn't get mtv until 1987 it was the summer of 1987 and i set a vcr on a saturday night for my yeah. first ever headbangers ball episode right so we loved the ball we loved the ball i guess is a better term to put it so i had that tape i actually physically still have that tape i was gonna say this I is, think I've seen it. Yeah, this is going to be sort of a Fallen episode because I recently had tried to rip it onto DVD because I have a, a really nice snazzy VHS DVD ripper. Wow. However, the tape is in such bad shape. It's so old. You know, I did that mistake of recording it on an SLP as opposed to an SP. It would still be around today. I don't even remember what that means. SLP is six hours and SP is two hours. Oh, okay. So two hours, better quality. Gotcha. And if you record it on two hours, then it actually might still work today. I, yeah. But okay. SLP, it's going to sound like it's underwater. Right. Uh, the, the, the swivels there. It's just, it's it's a mess. So this is actually kind of a fallen episode. Right. To my very first <laughs> Headbangers Ball VHS tape. <laughs> and before I let it go... <laughs> And before I parted ways with it, I mean, I, I, I did the ball thing. I trashed it. I took the reel out. I ripped it out. I did the whole thing. Oh, man. So, you know, it served uh, it served me very well, and I watched it for years and years and years. So we're, this is a Fallen episode to the, my very first Headbangers Ball. VHS. <laughs> I, before I let it go, I was able to at least make out the entire list of songs slash videos that were played that night. Oh. And that's what we're doing here on this two-parter. <laughs> Like a machine gun fire, <laughs> Joey's first Headbangers Ball episode. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I'm I making... hope Shark Island's on it. <laughs> Shark Island was not a thing yet oh. until uh, at that point, sadly. Oh, okay. Because that would eight... be about two, three oh, years say, later. Wait a second. It, th- you said '87. Yeah, this is from okay. August 1987. I think I have so, that about right. Shark Island wouldn't be until '91. Yeah, somewhere around there. So it was the fall. It was the late summer, early fall, 1987. The host that evening was Ron Keel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, he, was, Keel. he was a great host, too. Actually, he could have been the guy to right, like, do right. that show. I mean, if he didn't have other commitments at the time, he was really fun. And, uh, you was know, he on he had, Coke? I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask I mean, him. Just, yeah. go, go to his pawn shop and ask him. So. Pawn shop? Yeah, well, I'll tell you about that during the, this first song here. But okay. the way they kicked off. Was it a Keel song? No, that's going to be a little okay, later. That's, so that's a tease. No, that's we'll cool. tease what song they're going to play here. Which means that you uh, might have some keel. Yeah, I might fade out right here because I'm going to play a snippet of what they were playing. This was the intro theme song. It was like an animated cartoon of, a, of like a Ghost Rider Skullhead guy chasing another guy. And they fell off a cliff and like they blew up. And that was the animation they used. 
and it was to Wake Up Dead by Megadeth. Megadeth. Uh, but that was not the first full video played. Ron Keel kicks it off and says, we're going to start off with a brand new, I'm just yeah. paraphrasing, a brand new video here <laughs> from Wasp. So here you go. This, we're going to kick it off with Wasp. Blinded Texas? No, no, no. no. Is the theme song to the movie uh, Ghoulies 2. This is Scream Until You Like It. Come on in. Kickoff track of my very first ever Headbangers Ball. That was Wasp with the uh, pretty much the original lineup in tech there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Eighty-seven. We're still Should riding be. high there. Yeah. Scream until you like it. <laughs> right. Ghoulies. High. I too. get it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, did, yeah. yeah. Especially Holmes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, and that was the studio only track from Live in the Raw from 1987. You said Ghoulies or Ghoulies? Yeah, Ghoulies 2. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's uh the Ghoulies are running rampant at some fun house and of course everybody of course. thinks that it's part of the show until shit starts going bad. Right. It's a fun little horse. Is that sequel. blood? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um so, yeah. Huh. I, I enjoy it. I've Maybe got I'll I've got go my Ghoulies try to find that one. I've got my Ghoulies double feature. Uh, there's not a lot of there's not any like star quality in the second one as opposed to the first one where you can see oh. a pre-fame Mariska Hargitay and Ghoulies one. So gotcha. you know her, yeah, yeah, Jay Mansfield's daughter from uh, Law and Order. Really? Yeah, the hot one. Yeah. I'll have to go back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. I'll use the internet. Let's move on here. We're going to do an obvious cut here, because they would mix it up. There'd be stuff that it was only going to be played on Headbangers Ball, yeah. and then stuff that you'd probably seen for years, 
just in the regular rotation. Right. This is one of those songs. It's a freaking classic. I believe the last time you were on this show, we played this band. Oh. So we're going to do some rat and roll, Logan. <laughs> and as obvious as you can get, yeah. what's the number one ranked rat song anywhere? iTunes, YouTube. Round and round. That's it. And the video, of course, featuring the their manager's uncle, Uncle Milty. Oh, right. Burrow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and of course. One of the most famous videos of all time. I have it on a billion comps. Fantastic guitar solo. Oh, yeah. I've always said that. One of the best dual solos oh, ever. Yeah. Warren and Robin. They were great, man. Yeah. We're going to wax a little bit about New Rat and the ongoings here right after this. So you're going to listen to their most famous track. We're going to go a little classic rock radio here <laughs> with Round and Round.
All right, there you go. Round and round, of course, by Rat. Uh, usually, the last few times that I've played Rat on the show, it's been kind of like bittersweet, like, aw. Because I was so disappointed and hurt and shaking my fist at the, you know, or the, the, the shitty business side of the music yeah. business, where Rat was no longer a thing. And even, to make it even worse, Blotzer pops up and puts out his own, what I call, Hot Topic Rat. You know, with just like a bunch of dudes that are like 30 old, years younger than him. Old dude and four yeah. or five dudes in their 20s. Yeah, you know, and a couple of guys might have been vets in there. Yeah, but, we like hair metal. But yeah, but it's not I know. fucking rat. I know. And the fact that he was able to go out there and do it. Is that what he, he did? Yeah, that's what he did. So and no Carlos? No, no, it was just Blotzer, right? Just Blotzer. For the last couple of years, playing casinos and just dude. putting the name down all the way in the gutter, like as far as stock goes. But here's the thing. Oh. A few weeks ago, the great Mitch LaFon of One on One with Mitch LaFon tweeted out a photo that showed five different guys hanging out on a couch together at Lon Friend's birthday party. Of course. Because uh-huh. Lon Friend is the man. Right. And on the couch and the caption reads rat 2016 seated and he captions it Stephen Piercy okay Greg D'Angelo formerly of Anthrax and White Lion Warren DiMontini okay I'm alright Juan Crassier oh and Carlos Cavazzo ladies and gentlemen rat is back they've got a new I think a situated deal with Loud and Proud because they owed him another record. Right. And I guess the company stepped in and it's like, no, you're rat. Get yourself a new drummer and you're good to go. Right. Greg D'Angelo, who's a beast, stepping huh. right in. I remember him being in Anthrax. He was very early incarnation of, of Anthrax. Actually, oh, okay. even like I think even pre pre uh, the the you know the major stuff major label stuff yeah. and they're like early 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 gigs but right. they just all know each other right okay. I throw that in there to make him more attractive but right. Greg's a good drummer so yeah he was you, in White Lion too yeah he was in the, during the big run that was him guy he had like air car hair like afro yeah yeah, hair. yeah yeah I know and uh, yeah. they all had that yeah so Steven Warren Juan Carlos Greg D'Angelo it's all good I'm right new rat album coming out. Infestation was a good record, man. Yeah, Infestation was was one of the best comeback albums ever. So I'm I'm excited about this. Like, there's no way Blotzer's bringing any kind of nuanced creativity to this. Like, it's not like it's going to be. What does he have singing? Some dude that he saw on YouTube? (laughs) I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's going to be like Journey. They make Journey look like a freaking you know Deep Purple Perfect Strangers, you know. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on here. As they uh, <laughs> like to do on MTV, I still remember like all those remember those weird transitions where they'd like, roll the video up in a ball and throw it off the screen yeah. and then like, roll another one back in. Like uh-huh. the crazy edit guys, you right. know? So I'm sure that's what Technology, happened. Technology, man. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. You, you knew what the new button was of the week, you right. know? So it made it happen. That's cool. So we roll in probably that way to the next video, which was the coming out of... The new band, kind of an old act, but a new band on top of it. Yeah, Ace Fraley had Fraley's Comet uh, coming out in 1987 on Megaforce Records. I remember that really right. well. Yeah, and a uh, good band behind him with Anton Fig, the great John Regan. I say the great John Regan because the guy always writes on my wall on my birthday. I mean, what the fuck? Really? Yeah, I got people I've known for years that don't do that. So, huh. and I'm not talking about you, <laughs> but. For some reason, John Regan. Right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, no, okay. no, you have that great thing you post up yeah. all the time with the metal horns. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for some reason, John Regan, huh. like, like we're just internet, you know, chums hardly. Awesome. But he's he's great. Well, stay hard, John. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. And uh, you know, and Todd Howarth on lead guitar and sometimes lead vocals. But this is a Nace Fraley song lead vocal, and this was the, the probably the most successful song of the Fraley's Comet run, the three albums that they did. Uh, so we're going to play this one. It's it's fairly obvious. We're going to crumple the last video, throw it at your face, and then magically appear with the, the new one. The unwrinkle, this new unwrinkled. one Unwrinkled. Your mother is ironing it out right yes. now. Yes. And I have, a, I have a very big memory of this video because it's got like about 500 extras with their guitars stomping around playing air guitar along to Ace and the band. So, so I guess it's Rock Soldiers. It is Rock Soldiers, yes. Awesome. Check it out. <laughs>
reason I remember it well I was slipping and sliding, drinking and driving Bringing me closer to hell Rock Soldiers there, the kickoff track, the first song on Fraley's Comet's first album. I think awesome. that's nearly grammatically correct, but nearly. You should uh, play at home with us on this and YouTube the videos as as we go along, since YouTube is the new MTV. Oh yeah, it totally is. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this so far, and like I said, reference that video. It was always fun to see Ace with the smoking guitar solo, which uh, he did in his most recent video too for uh, Fire and Water, featuring oh, yeah. Paul Stanley. Was so, Paul Stanley in there? Yeah, yeah. They, right. they, they, uh, Paul guested on Ace's new co- covers album, or oh, that's Origins right. Volume 1. That's they did right. a free cover together, and uh, the band free, not not for free. 
Maybe he did it for free. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on, Paul Stanley. <laughs> it was just nice to see those two guys, like, all the bullshit kind of goes away. And they're just like, hey, how you doing? No, I'm, I'm good. How you doing? And they let, let's jam some free, just like we used to, like, 40-plus years ago. So huh. it's all good. Yeah. So I think the press really blows out a lot of that stuff. But anyway. So we're moving on here. We're going to play something <laughs> that you definitely don't hear every day. And uh, a Canadian band. Yeah, uh, you, good you, day, mate. You intrigued? Uh, you want to try to guess? Um, Give me three guesses. Triumph? No. Rush? No. <laughs> no. I don't think I ever saw Rush on the ball. I, I didn't either, that, yeah. but, so I just wasted one. I just obvious. wasted one. You wasted one. a pick. You should have at least said April Wine or something. <laughs> Are they Canadian? Yeah. April Wine is? Yeah. Well, I know Glass Tiger's wrong, so I don't know. <laughs> I like Glass Tiger, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're Busted. Gonna, we're going to play you a band that used to back in their early days feature a young Michael J. Fox on guitar. Helix. Helix. Yes. God, they were Canadian. Yeah. And Man. Yeah, so Helix uh, still on the major label at this point and uh had a few songs on rock radio here and there. Yeah. And I think they really thought that this was going to be kind of ascending to the next level because Yeah, because they vi- were always the opening band. Yeah. But like when you watch this video, you see money being put into right. this video. Like, it's a really fun, and I can see that they were kind of almost aping a little bit of what Poison was doing, like right. the Talk Dirty to yeah. Me. It's a fun stage performance video. There's no crowd, but they're just right. out there having fun. They're jumping around all over the fucking place, and they're real high energy. And aren't they still doing stuff now? I, I you know, that's a good question. I could have sworn I, that they were. I need for some to know reason. this. Yeah, so I. I, I never saw them on any of those festivals I went to, huh. so who knows? Maybe it's just hard to get over the border. I always heard nightmares about Oh, that, you're Helix? Yeah. Go so. back. <laughs> but in 1987... If you're Arcade Fire, you can come over. Yeah, there you go. All right, so the title track from their 1987 record, Wild in the Streets, this is Helix. Turn it up.
All right, there you go. Not an easy album to track down anymore, but <laughs> look for it where you can. Off of the album Wild in the Streets. It's that available was, in Canada. It's available in Canada for sure. But that was Helix. Yeah, we're a little far from Canada over here in Texas. A little bit. But I, I always enjoyed that video. Definitely a very ACDC-esque intro with that little banging, ding, 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 little picking at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, you would think if you just played the first five seconds or somebody, they'd be like, oh, that's ACDC. Totally. So, still, uh, but Psych, it's Helix. Yes, and no. still trying to figure out why that album. Yeah, you were you were looking it up on Wiki whenever we were watching that, and yeah. you were saying that they got dropped. It was a it was a record, the last record that they did for Capitol. Yeah, and that was really they catchy. were dropped right pretty much after the that Wild in the Streets record. Yeah. So I, I guess because the singer wasn't too much of a pretty boy, but they they had the goods still, as a band, and you know, I think so. they still are touring. Oh, nice, very cool. They played back in July with Honeymoon Suite. Oh, dude, I would have totally gone to that show. I know you would have. I'll have to shout out to I Mitch LaFon once again. He had to have been at that show. Plus, they also played with Quiet Riot back in the end of July. Oh, yeah. But Quiet Riot, going back to the the sad part of Rat, where it's like Quiet Riot is now just right. Frankie Benali. And, anyway. Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so speaking of ACDC, oh. the video that they played after this was uh, one Money, of my... Money pr- Talks. Okay, we're in 87. Oh, okay. So... Sink the Paint? Uh, that was out at the time, but this was even newer than that. Ooh. So, uh, what we, yeah, come on, 1986. It's not quite a record, but it still kind of is. Yeah. Flick of the Switch? No, no, Flick of the Switch was before, was before? Fly on the Wall. Yeah, that's what, right. What's still kind of fresh in 1987? Well, I'd say Half Best Of... Or it's a two-thirds best oh. of and a third new material. It was that Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive junk. soundtrack, yeah, yes. So yeah. the title track from that album, and still one of my favorite ACDC songs of all time, maybe because of the fact that it was on this episode. Yeah, right. But I still dig this song, so keep it turned up even louder for Who Made Who.
right, there you go. You can see that sea of cloned Anguses out there. It's a fun video. I dig it. it and is. they even uh, made for that album. Remember, they actually made a video finally for "You Shook Me All Night Long." Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that that song was never played more right. than really between '86 and '87 because that video was so fun. We finally got to see those American Thumbs. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. We did. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> that was that's a great video. Yeah, anyway. Man. Red-blooded American male classic right there. So, Great. Yeah. So I, I have a soft spot for Who Made Who just because of that. So I'm all right with it. All right. Moving on to something completely, completely different. different. So we're, you know, people people strap themselves in. We haven't hit they the got, Keel song yet. Not yet. But at this point, you know, you got to be thinking everybody's got their six-pack out sitting on the couch, and they're, they got a little buzz on, and now they're ready to maybe get a little heavier. And do they that. do. All right. And then some. Omen. So, what's that? Omen? No. no. Sirius Ungle. No, not that. No, we're not going that heavy. Not, not fantasy but, metal. But people that would like that would still be a fan of this. Okay. So from his 1987 record, Abigail. Ooh, this is, yeah. This is, they shout out Randy Brown. Yeah, this is uh, Richardson's own. Yeah. <laughs> King Diamond. <laughs> and, awesome. And the Family Ghost. Nice. There you go. This one's for you, man. Yeah.
Eli, run away, Eli, run away. <laughs> yes, that was King Diamond, the family ghost from Abigail. I don't play King Diamond very often on Rock Strikes 10. I'm not the biggest fan, however, that song's pretty damn heavy and pretty damn metal, I gotta it's, say. Yeah, it's certainly acquired. I, I wasn't the hugest fan back then either, but... Um, I think and it gets I, you a know, lot of cred I, now yeah. for being kind of a pioneer and... Especially the stuff he did, of course, with Merciful Fate. I would, I would actually say that he's like, like King Diamond slash Merciful Fate would be in my top six most influential metal bands. It's hard to argue. I mean, you when, know, you look I mean at the, when you look at the vast sea of yeah. bands that came out of that right. just particular band, right? It's hard to argue, especially like just reading down the list of that the, whatever man. whatever you see booked this year at Bakken, right? Or, or you know, or Hellfest, or uh, you yeah. know. It's the Merciful Fate will be on pretty much the majority of the Desert Island list. You would if see you pulled, tons of those yeah. shirts, yeah. all over the place, search or patches or whatever. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, no awesome. argument. All right, moving on here. We're so close to the Keel track, but not just yet. All right, I'm gonna play a band. I've actually played this band and this song on the show before. Oh, back when Chris came on and did J Rock Strikes Ten. We did a whole episode of Japanese oh, rock and okay. roll and heavy metal. Ooh, was it Easy O? Not Easy O. We did play it on the show, though. Loudness. We're going to play some loudness. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it was one of those two, right? I, I was going to say, I had a 50 50 chance. <laughs> I like yeah. Easy O, though. Yeah, and I really dig this video, too. It's a fun. They're playing out in the desert. There's a lot of, like, shiny mirage reflections here. Oh, but, uh, shit, what was that? This is uh, Loudness and This Lonely Heart.
right there you go from the album hurricane eyes 1987 that was the mighty loudness and this lonely heart one of my favorite songs by him i'm gonna say that a few times here on these episodes probably the reason why it's my favorite song is because of the fact that it was on this episode. I was going to say, because so, you watch it over and over. Yeah. That album was co-produced by Eddie Kramer and Andy Johns. <laughs> so there you go. Some big, big players right there. Yeah. Hall of Fame producers. All right. Moving on here. And we've teased it for long enough, Logan. Oh, the moment we've all been waiting for. It's finally time. The Keel song. The Keel song. Awesome. Once again. What song did they play, though? My favorite Keel song. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it's super duper catchy, and when I saw when I got to see them, it's exactly in, what they were yeah. though. And when I got to see them at Rocklahoma in two thousand and nine, they actually played they, this song. Did much I bug than, you about? Oh man, are you going to see Keel? I was like, yeah, I'm going to oh, see yeah, Keel. I'm gonna of course. See Keel. Yeah. And it, it was funny is that Ronnie was dressed up like his country guy, uh, <laughs> so he was still in his country shit. I was going to say he but was doing Keel. It's was, fine, whatever. Right. You know, that's his trip. So there's a little bit of there's a little minimal crossover that you can yeah. sort of do. Yeah, but no one threw their horns up higher than I at Rocklahoma when they played this song. Oh. So from Keel, this is Somebody's Waiting. Yeah. around because awesome. somebody's waiting that was yes. cool yeah that was off their self-titled 1987 record of course called keel keel produced by the great michael wagner and i was like no wonder it sounds so good yep and uh, you know not that, not that they're a bad band but like they michael's gonna give you that extra umph an extra rhythm section sound and that song is so freaking catchy i just don't understand why they it didn't get played did. on the radio what because it, it seemed like they they were another one of those 
what we're opening up for. Yeah. I guess they thought the Gene Simmons Association would get him over without having to spend money. Yeah. But uh, MCA, I've always heard nightmare stories about MCA. Like, even Joan Jett hated MCA. Yeah. And so... She was on MCA? Yeah. She wow. even she even did a cover of the Pistols, uh, Sex Pistols EMI and changed it to MCA. She was so mad at him. Wow. And she just slagged him off after she left the label. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I, I still remember they were on Gold Mountain Records, and I... And I thought they were on RCA, but we figured right. we found out that was MCA. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Gene Simmons produced the first couple albums, and or mm-hmm. the the middle, the second and third, I believe. And this fourth one, Michael Wagner on the board, should yeah. have been a big hit, but say la vie. Uh, I'm gonna flip the next two songs, the order that they're in, because I feel like the the tenth song is a better closer, or the ninth song that was on this list was a better closer. So I'm gonna flip it. You You're gonna completely cash out on this one. Uh, Me? Yeah, yeah, oh. you are. Okay, I thought you were talking to everybody listening. No, no, no. I was just talking to Logan. Because maybe they are going to actually, cash out. some people might. But stick stick with us here because the last song is great. I guarantee it. Maybe there's a fast forward button. I just want to play this one because it's such an anomaly and it's just weird. And I don't think a lot of people realize that this album even happened. So I'm going to give you two names. You're not selling this real well. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> this is strictly just, you know, zoo radio right now. Just oh, okay. shock radio. Um, now... This guy had has decent enough rock credibility as a name with the band that he's known for being in. Oh, no. However, when this guy went solo, uh, not really a lot of good came out of it. So I'm going to give you this name here. James J.Y. Young, guitar player for Styx. Long time. Long time guitar player for Styx. His solo project, for some reason, I guess... Uh, I don't know who knew who here. All you, all you had to do was say Styx. Styx. James J.Y. Young and Jan Hammer. Yes, Jan Hammer of Miami Vice fame. I was going to say Miami Vice. And so this song was apparently heavy. Paul Castle wasn't available that day. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) This thing right here. Um, I'm just going to play it. It's so freaking weird. And, like, yes, it sounds like this regular... Shit? It sounds like this kind of mediocre... Rock we out. have sticks, and then we have Jan, Paul uh, I'm, I'm, Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. <laughs> oh my God! It, just, it sounds. Just, it sounds like put us out of our misery. Yes. At least tell me what it's going to be. This is called Wild Dogs in the Night. <laughs> Stick with us. We'll see you in a few minutes. Maybe. Fast forward. <laughs>
All right, there you go. That was awful. <laughs> yeah. If you think that's I the hope, worst I song, I hope you can do something to that because the one that the version that we just heard sucked. <laughs> well, I'll do. What I mean, I can. production value. Yeah, the production was awful. Pretty terrible. That, if, if you think that's the worst song we've ever played in the history of Rock Strikes Ten, send me a message. I'm going to send you a message we'll, right now. We'll agree with you. Will, will a text suffice? Yes. Okay. Anyway, that was James okay. Young and Jan one. Hammer. That we should song, have just played Crockett's theme. We probably would have been better off. Man, probably would have been better <laughs> just leaving blank space for about three minutes. An estimated well, time of three it's, minutes. It's no fun, you know. And, and I know it's, it's no, no fun, fun to play Paranoid because everybody, you know, that's on. I had to. I cut it off the list just because. You know, you don't need to hear Paranoid. I no, mean, this we is... know what Paranoid sounds like. Yeah. Wait, do you know what Paranoid sounds like? <laughs> I'm just doing a bit here. But uh, let's finish off this part one. Thank God. And massively redeem ourselves. Oh, okay. I'm talking like Hall of Fame thrash metal. The first song, the first time I ever heard this band was this episode. Oh, okay. And I've never heard anything heavier in my life. Oh, right, right. I was months away from hearing... Uh, Damaged Incorporated for the first time. Right, right. So I actually think I heard this first. So from the legacy, this is Testament. Nice. Over the wall.
right, yes. And that I'm not, was much better. Yeah, yeah, over the freaking wall. <laughs> I like the video itself. If you go watch that video and try to put yourself in the year 1987, I mean, the video it looks like it was shot for four cents with stock footage of Alcatraz mixed with maybe them playing on Alcatraz. I can never yeah. tell, but it's like a, these guys yeah, just so. th- these guys moshing in front of the band and moshing in the crowd, yeah. and they're showing pits like. Like I never even seen a pit right. like until then. Like, yeah, and it's like this cheap ass video. And it's the heaviest thing I'd ever heard at the time. Right. So I'm always gonna love Over the Wall for that reason. And, and one of you the know best what? Songs ever. MTV back then would, of course, be nostalgic about them playing videos. But that was whenever you were actually exposed to. You actually got to see heavy bands because your local radio station wasn't gonna play it. Yeah. Maybe you had Z Rock, but. I Maybe key, once again, I had Key Rock. We talked about that, you know. So, <laughs> you know, be, being able to to cross that 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 barrier of, I can see that you're actually a band, yeah, and it's super duper heavy. I mean, it was like like graded grading yeah. your brain heavy. This is maybe like ten forty five Central Time yeah. at night. Yeah, it's that's relatively early for something that heavy at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you figure that'd be on like one o'clock in the morning, but right. no, no, not not such a thing. Yeah, yeah that's but, really cool though. But no such thing. And man, this is part one. Yeah, we're finished up with part one. Wow, we're gonna keep going here uh, live with part two. We'll see uh, the next one, part two, for you listeners out there. Yeah. But until then, please go to cnjradio.com for all the Rock Strikes Ten episodes, including the ones that are deleted off of iTunes. Them bastards. While you're on CNJ Radio, please check out The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative, and the blogs that Chris provides with Wrestling House Show podcast once again coming soon, and The Last Theater on the Left once again, hopefully some podcasts coming soon there as well. Stay on CNJRadio.com, your one-stop shop for all things pop culture, or at least rock culture. Rock culture. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. All right. And extra special thanks, of course, to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for the awesome outro. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband. Buy their new record called Gone. It's on there. Mm. So support them. Good job, guys. Support good music. It's such a good record. Until then, we'll see you guys on the next one. Have fun.